Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series with another instant reaction from the ALDS. Game four, this one goes to the Yankees. They've tied the series at two. They win this one five to one. I'm Brett Rutherford, joined by Danny Russell and Darby Robinson, making his first appearance on the Instant Reaction Podcast. And uh, that was not a fun one. Uh, Only the second time that we had... Oh, breaking news to start. I'll start with the podcast with this. Tyler Glass now starting tomorrow. So we'll talk about that Oh, heck yes. So, come on, Nasty, starting it off. Do we want to talk about that now? Glass now versus Cole. Part part seven. How many times this year has Tyler Glass now had to square off with Garrett Cole? In In the the game five of the ALDS rematch. Ooh, the narrative ripe oh. with opportunity. Oh, I can taste it. I can't wait for Cole to be tipping all his pitches and then get lit up early. And then, <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember in in New York when he lost for back to back for the very first time in it, like for the last like three years. He after the game was like, basically was had like a you know ten thousand yard stare and was talking about like. I don't know if it was tipping or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's like some, you know, media narrative. He wasn't. He just got lit up. It happens. But that, you know, maybe the ghost of that will be there too. He was flustered in that. Flustered. Yeah. That, and it was all because of the race. So Tyler Glass now, I think we just got to talk about this now. And then we can kind of talk about this game. Yeah. I mean, he like can it. he can pitch tomorrow because uh, that would be his natural day for throwing a bullpen session in between starts. So how long do you think he can go? Oh, it might only be a, a Ryan Thompson length. Yeah. Or less. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the decision probably has to be motivated by the fact that the Yankees have a right, righty-heavy lineup, and you want to get past LeMahieu, Judge, Voight, and Stanton, that group. I think Hicks is somewhere thrown in there, too. Uh, right, before so he if turn you can it over make it five or six batters, that could be, you know, like we discussed yesterday, if things go well, that's two innings. If things are not going well... Uh, things go south pretty quickly. And as we saw today with Ryan Thompson's start, it can go both very well and very poorly. You can get both of those things. Yeah. And if he gets pulled in the first, like it's, he gets pulled in the first, it's game five. Like you have to. So I, I don't know. I mean, we could see as high, many as three innings, but probably Blake Snell after him, or maybe you go straight to the A bullpen. Yeah, depending we'll find on out. The game. I mean, the A bullpen is ready. Castillo, Fairbanks. Anderson, all ready to go tomorrow. Snell could have pitched today. No problems. Uh, the pale horse, why not? Throw him in. Well, let's talk about why the A bullpen is ready. Because tonight in game four, none of them saw the mound. It was Ryan Thompson to open. Ryan Yarbrough as the headliner. Uh, I don't use bulk. We call them headliners here. Uh, and then Aaron Sleggers picks up the last couple innings. And overall, I mean, gave up five runs against a really talented Yankees lineup. None of them imploded, which is which is nice to see. None of them pulled a John Curtis. So, you know, disrespect to John Curtis for his Game Three performance. I'll tell you that. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> he he rode in on the pale space. horse, and he rode out on it. Ryan Thompson, kudos to you. You struck out Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton in the first inning. Holy moly, that was a great performance. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Comes back out after facing four batters to pitch the second inning again. 
it's uh, it's an intimidating hitter. This time it's Voigt, who dropped from four to five in the lineup. And, oh, my gosh, I wish I knew what it felt like to hit a home run like that. I know it was a Yankees home run, and we're not supposed to enjoy it. But, I mean, Darby, I think you're with me on this. That was a beautiful home run. The Yankees have hit two home runs in this series that were – yeah, I just I it would be nice to it's like dunking a basketball like I just like what like the, the feeling of like, my God, I hit it. And it's just it's to the moon to the straight up to the moon. Yeah, the Stanton one from a couple days ago. And then the, the this boy one. I mean, this is I mean, these were just perfect barrels. Perfect. Just I, I don't want to give too much credit because Luke Boyd <laughs> is uh, not as fun as Giancarlo Stanton to watch play baseball. Uh, but that was a pretty. Well, you, that you, was a pretty you're not in on the deep V he has going on with the oh. uh, the open jersey always. It's um, and hobbling around with his foot stuff. No, but that swing, I honestly, you you that have to moment give it was a that was one you of those video credit. game moments. It, you know, PlayStation, you flick the the joystick and the it's, whole thing just kind of yeah. vibrates. Yeah, you just I get mean, to watch. The, it goes the to the animation. From Thompson yeah. on that pitch was just a dud. So yeah. I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Uh, the result was a no doubter. The problem it, it, was was that, that second oh, real innings, quick, real quick was that yeah. was that slider worse than if people watched it earlier the Grinky slider from earlier because those were two <laughs> cement mixers that were sent. You mean deep, earlier today to when Southern Grinky California appeared to skies. tell the batter what pitch he was about to throw? <laughs> he definitely didn't. I will say he definitely didn't. But I, but he's done know. it before. It's not, it I'm ninety nine percent, not a hundred percent sure. I'm ninety nine because he has said it. Before. I mean, I had baseball people texting me freaking out saying he did it, so I don't know what to say. Um, Ryan Thompson, God bless you. Uh, I sure appreciate your services. Three consecutive walks after that Voight home run. Uh, what race fan didn't die inside a little bit with the bases loaded? It was. It felt like the game was over in the second inning, and honestly, it was. I know that the damage was limited. He stayed out there. Honestly, boggles the mind what Kevin Cash is doing there, unless you're saying this game, we're kind of sacrificing it. This is like game one in this series. Kevin Cash is just saying, I'm not going to be aggressive today. Ryan Yarbrough is definitely the guy who's coming in, so whatever, go ahead and walk him loaded. Is that not a situation where after the walks and you still know Yarbrough is going to get a bulk of the innings, do you not turn to an A bullpen guy to get maybe just one or two outs just to keep the game in, alive and to keep that lead so short? Like maybe you get let Fairbanks go get an out or two, maybe even starts the next inning before you go to Yarbrough. And I've always kind of been a fan, like we've talked about the opener, and the Rays have done this once or twice, maybe using two pitchers before they go to that headliner, before they go to that guy that's going to throw a bulk of the, in- the bulk of the innings. I thought this was the perfect situation for it. High leverage, very high leverage, even, even though it was so early on in the game. Um, and you've got a, a righty heavy lineup, so why not bring in one of your top right-handed pitchers and get the matchups? But that's exactly it, and he did not have anybody warming. Mm-mm. Yeah, the so plan was Thompson Yarbrough. Very clear. Let's let's look at this inning, right? Because we did talk about before the game. This was this was an interesting game, right? This was an interesting game for both teams to manage because neither had starters they they wanted, neither had pitchers they wanted. Nothing was a good matchup. 
this was going to be a weird one. The Yankees had the advantage because they did have everybody incredibly healthy because basically Chapman hasn't pitched. He hasn't pitched at all. He got warm in game one and then mm, didn't have to be used. Let's just say that. And so he was super fresh. Britain hasn't been used. Y yesterday they got blue out, so they didn't need to be used. So this is an interesting game, right? It was a Montgomery is not that not very good. Uh, Yarbrough doesn't match up very well. So you have your the guys that you're going to get the bulk of the innings. It's already kind of a shaky start. So this inning is really interesting. We had a lot of discussions about this. I think for me coming into this game, my idea, a lot of others were thinking was you go with Thompson and then you try to get one or two innings from Thompson. No more than once through the order, but you try to get two innings there. And then you go to Sluggers to go two innings once, no more than once through the lineup. Because he's done a lot of three-inning performances. He's done a lot of bulk this year. He's kind of was like a sneaky bulk guy or headliner in a lot of games. So, because you want to go righty and you kind of avoid Yarbrough altogether. Now, Ryan Yarbrough is a much, much better pitcher than Aaron Sluggers. And he pitched well tonight. And and he did pitch well. I, I think we do we do need to talk about Yarbrough's performance. Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty solid until his fiftieth pitch. Yeah, and we'll let's we'll talk because those are the two. There's a two inflection points in the game, uh, but this this one here against Voit, I think you leave Thompson in. He get gives up a cement mixer. That happens against Gardner. Yeah, because you know Gardner's just a a, a scrappy poor man's Wendell at this point. Sure. Uh, he walks him. That's not good. The walks were terrible. Like that, that's straight up. You can't do that. You, you're a guy that comes in, you throw a heavy sinker. You got to let him put the ball in play. Cause that's what you want. Walks Gardner. That's not good. Kyle Snyder comes out to the mound. Then you got Torres. This is, this is the point right here after the walk to Gardner. I think if you want to make the argument that you go to Sluggers or, or Fairbanks or like a high leverage guy, this is where you do it. He walks Torres and then he walks Urshela, right? Right. So I think once you walk Torres, now you're in a situation where you had Yarborough warming, but you can't, you know, you could maybe try to get Fairbanks up really quickly. But I think at that point, you're kind of into a, well, you, you're just hoping he can get that sinker, right? He He's mm -hmm. the a heavy ground ball guy. He has almost 60% on the season. Any single ball can get you like out of this inning. He just couldn't get in the zone. Like he, the 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 Gardner walk was close. The the Torres walk was close. Urshela he just was had no command. He then gets it right back though. At that point, I think actually you do leave him in. It's a weird like setup where I think you should have. I was calling for him to be pulled, and then I was like, okay, now you now it's you see what happens because you don't want to put in Yarbrough. I mean, yeah, the catcher's up yes. next, right? So yeah. catcher and then DJ Lemayhu. Both guys that hit the ball on the ground a lot. Both guys that are slow enough that you can get throw them out. Uh, he got a strikeout, and then he got a fly ball, unfortunately. You know, DJ lifted it. Most of the stuff he's doing is pounding into the ground, but this one lifted. So he got a sack fly. Then he goes to Yarbrough with with Judge, who has been really struggling. He's He's been basically the Brandon Lau for the Yankees. High talent, one of their stars, just hasn't hit. Uh, and then Yarbrough takes over and and really pitches extremely well until later on. Yeah, and Yarbrough had a great uh, couple moments that we can get around to that. I think the concluding thought there is you you nailed it. You leave Thompson in for Gardner. And then if you are choosing to aggressively manage this game, 
Kevin Cash is ready to bring in a right-handed pitcher for what follows after the lefty, right? The Torres, Urshela. Uh, and then the catcher. Yeah, catcher, DJ LeMay. Yeah, you're you're basically going – right because it's all righties at that point because then after yes. LeMayhew, it's, it's Judge. Then it's Hicks, and then it's – yeah. I don't so know, it, as Brett says, if it needs to be Fairbanks. If it was Sleggers, I don't really care. But Thompson should have been done after the Gardner at-bat. And he wasn't. Kevin Cash, like in game one, said, I'm not going to aggressively manage this game. I'm not going to use my A bullpen for these intense situations. The game gets away from the Rays, and they never catch it up. So, Well, so there's the thing, though. The game didn't get away from the Rays. The Yankees left the bases uh, loaded situation. Only getting one run. With no out, and they which, which is that, and only getting one run out of all of that. It then became so it's it, a 2-0 ball game. It's a 2-0 ball game that is not out out of the gate, especially against Jordan Montgomery on the mound or Debbie Garcia, who could maybe come in. He, he didn't use, but the, the Yankees didn't have until they could get to Britain and until they could go with Green, who has been used quite a bit, and then Britain and then Chapman. Two runs is not a blowout. And that is where I think if you if you told me I think I think if you told Cash Kevin Cash, all right, into the into the sixth inning, you're gonna have a one run game, and you're gonna have used just Ryan Yarbrough and Ryan Thompson. I think he would sign up for that every time. Now, the problem there is the Rays offense. The bats were completely silent today. They <laughs> they just could not. They 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 did make some good contact. They did get some hard hits. They just could not string it together and and finish off innings. So it wasn't. There were some very disappointing uh, performances. Brandon Lau had a really bad game at the plate, but there it was a lot better than the scoreboard would say. But it still needs to be a lot better. This was, uh, it, there, no, there was opportunities. Was, it, scoreboard aside, this is a playoff game. The Rays had consecutive outs from the fifth inning into the eighth until Chapman got called in, right? Right. The fifth was a one, two, three. The sixth was a one, two, three. The seventh was a one, two, three. The yeah. eighth, one, two, and then they turned to Chapman. Who who, wa- you... who walks loud, but then strikes right. out Randy Rosarina. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that that strikeout was just unfair. That, that was good. That was good. Low Randy got to see inside. him. Got to see him once. It was like, wasn't it like 96 miles an hour low and inside? High and away at like 98. Both of those are borderline calls that Chapman just painted the black on. And then 101 down the middle. Just like, go ahead and try, buddy. Unhittable. Brutal. Brutal strikeout. I felt so bad for Randy. Brandon Lau, not only bad game, he's kind of had a very slow postseason. So Garrett Cole on the mound tomorrow, I'm assuming, for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, not confirmed yet. Lineup. Not confirmed yet, but he's he will definitely start. Also, like, some more news: game. if the Padres pull this win out and force another game, the Rays and Yankees will start at six ten Eastern tomorrow instead of seven ten. Oh, the Dodgers are up six to two in the fourth. They've got a couple guys on, so if they win, we'll, the Rays will play at seven. Uh, but PSA, that's, a, that's an interesting little wrinkle. Set your clocks, um, but. Yeah, the offense, it was not not great. Um, you saw Brasso come in. He actually had the last out of the game against the Rolls Chapman. Put a um, <laughs> he did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I and... mean, the Rays were not about to score four runs against Chapman. He has yeah. not allowed four runs since 2014 when he pitched for the Cincinnati Reds. So I don't think that was happening. He has, he allowed four runs in all of 2020 so far. Mm. He was not mm. allowing four runs tonight. So I I think we we just gotta we just gotta talk about it some more. So we're four games into this best of five series, and yeah. you've got two games, games one and games four, that you could make the argument that Kevin Cash was punting the game. You you could make the argument. For two games out of a five-game series, and those are the two games that you, you, you ended up losing, now we're going to game five. If the Rays were to lose tomorrow, and even if Kevin Cash manages the game perfectly, it's a close-fought game, say the Yankees win 6-5, to 5-4, something like that. How much of the blame does this would this series have on, on Kevin Cash, if, if that's the way the cookie crumbled? I mean, if your offense doesn't show up, it's hard. If the offense had performed well today and they lost by one run or something like that, you look back and you go, okay, why did we leave Ryan Thompson in so long? And you can play, you can place a little bit more blame there. The bats were just silent tonight. It was like they were, you know, facing off against John Means or whatever scrub that just comes in and dominates the race offense when uh, he has no business doing it, right? Montgomery, if the Yankees rotation is healthy, is their fifth? starter sixth yeah. starter fifth, right six fifth or sixth probably so montgomery was not the best the yankees had to offer so it was pretty frustrating to go so meekly and the rays have had him. success that was the guy they lit up right after the uh the night that everything almost came to blows and he started the next day and we we teed off on him so i don't know yeah, what was that game so i i actually liked the pitching decisions in this game the one move i might have done differently was bringing in someone when the bases were loaded in the second inning. But at the end of the day, like they only got the one run on that sack fly. So how much of a difference in the game does that make? Especially like if you only score one run. Well, but you have, it's an opener. Why don't you have somebody ready to replace your opener? That's what was confusing to me. I mean, you had Yarbrough ready, but you should also have a high leverage guy. Because that's a high leverage situation in, in 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 that game at that moment. I think. So right. I think I think that moment is is one where I think you could have said that like Cash could have been a bit more aggressive. I think that's I think that's true. I think the other big moment in the game that we talk about, I, I really would I I kind of push back on the idea of punting. I think it's more of like a not going for it, not throwing on third and I don't know if I'm not good with football metaphors. It's not being as aggressive <laughs> as you could, but not necessarily a full punt, right? Uh, So I think the Thompson one is an interesting one. I think that's definitely maybe counting innings, trying to maybe not use uh, wanting to leave some, some innings uh, available. Once you get the, the other big question is Ryan Yarbrough. Once you get to, and and I will have to say, I was not, I was basically trying to not use Yarbrough today. He definitely again showed a, a lot of stuff here he he's a, a guy that just offers something that the Yankees haven't seen in this series at all, which is 
you know, not, not a flat flamethrower at all. Not going to really touch 90 very often. Lots of bendy stuff. And he had it working today. The, the, sure the Yankees got a lot of weak contact. In fact, up until uh, the sixth, Yarborough was just giving up nothing but weak contact. Nobody, yeah. There was a couple of hits he gave up, but they were all just slop. They were and he was getting out of it with a ground ball right and then, after. And then, yeah, the next thing would be like a double play. One of the more hilarious double plays I've seen where <laughs> oh uh, every member of the double play Brett likes to talk about squeaky bum time how about uh <laughs> Willie Adamas sitting on his bum falling throwing the starting wow, a double play then to get spikes Stanton. it and then yeah Choi double kick I mean it was it was effective but wow that was sloppy which is sort of like the first inning or the second inning with Thompson effective but not the sloppiest until the sixth though Yarbrough was pretty much cruising now comes the other decision right is this where you get aggressive it's the sixth Yankees brought in Chad Green. It's a 2-1 game. Do you say, but the offense at this point for the Rays have now really started to, they, they blew a couple big chances. Sure. And now it's it's starting to get like, the Yankees bullpen yes. is perfectly set. You have Chad Green, Zach Britton, Raldis Chapman. You're not going to see a bad pitcher the rest of the way. Now it's a one run game. So any single swing can change it. And a bloop and a blast, suddenly you now have the lead. So you don't punt it fully. Now, this is where it gets interesting because I think you leave Yarbrough in is what Cash chose to do. Voight flies out very sharply. Hardest hit ball he gave up uh, until one later. So it actually, that was 108.7 miles per hour fly out. Yeah. Very close. Brett Gardner uh, gets a single. 103 miles per hour. Okay. Glaber Torres is up. Now, I think... Starting the inning with him against Voight is fine. It's scary, right. but he has not he has not been sweating at all. That big hit that was an out showed a lot of maybe the Yankees were starting to see Yarbrough. Then you have Glaber Torres does not go with Fairbanks at this point. Instead, Glaber Torres hits a moonshot also at 108.7 miles per hour. But the launch angle is just a little bit lower, so it goes a little bit further. I mean, if we're going to have a series in San Diego, someone needs to hit it to the warehouse. I just really was hoping it would be a race player. (laughs) Willie's going to do it tomorrow. I'm I'm pretty sure. Has every pitcher out of the bullpen made an appearance this series? I I think so. Uh, After today? Drake pitched. Didn't he pitch? And then he then he's heard. Yeah, well, Drake's Drake off the roster. Well, uh, Richards. Drake Richards. did get pitched, and then Richards came up today. So Richards right. is Luke? not. Oh, and Luke was working, but he has not come in. The lefties have been really avoided. You know, Shane right. McClanahan right. came in to do some uh, kind well, of garbage time in the good way uh, yesterday. So, so okay, so I think that was the big key, right, is Cash does not get super aggressive with Thompson, but he gets out of it. Doesn't get super aggressive with Yarbrough, gives up the home run uh, there. It's, it's really hard. I think these are these are these mis- – I, I will say this right now. This is a game that I think for well, – look, look, Well, let's say both of those inflection points to tie that together is after Gardner. So the lineup was built in such a way that you have a lefty disruptor twice mm-hmm. breaking up the Yankees lineup. And after that lefty, you could have, when the righties came back in, pivoted. You could have. You could have. I think those, that's, that's an option there. I think that's an option there. I think – I think the problem with this game in general, overall, is that human nature, it we really do a hard time. We're a very difficult species to deal with situations that just, there's no good answer. There's no right answer, and it's always bad, well, right? Ken so, like, we're, we're debating. Was 
on the field saying Ryan Yarbrough can go 100 pitches. He really seemed like he was saving his bullpen for game five. And I think I think the difference is there is that if the offense gets you a tie or a lead at that point, you pull Yarbrough early. Kevin Cash has been very aggressive with his pitchers to pull them too early rather than too late. Mostly, though, when it's tie or leads. When it's losing, he gets a little bit more. He will allow pitchers to go a little bit deeper. And this series, he's sort of done that. And it's it's sort of spiraled a little bit away from the Rays in the two losses. However, it has served the Rays well during the regular season. It has served them well in this series. Now, going into game five, that's the thing, right? The, the choices are, do you make those small percentage choices today to try to give yourself a better chance to win today? Or do you maybe do slightly less percentage points chances today to give you better chances tomorrow and which which is the better outcome right do you have the better chance tomorrow which is better than and you had a decent chance today right there was a chance today the offense just didn't show up they had the rays had the bases loaded with nobody out and then uh, again um, uh, gary sanchez gets benched right for the much much better defensive catcher and i uh i really am gonna butcher gashioka thank you brett uh, this is why he's a professional <laughs> here. Uh, who who has been really, I will say, tremendous this series. The defense yeah. behind the plate. Him and Mike Zunino, awesome. And then there's Gary Sanchez, just also there. Uh, and Michael Perez. <laughs> My, Michael. Per- Michael. <laughs> Perro. Michael it's it's Perot. like it was the most shocking name that they've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> Michael Perez. Uh, yeah, anyway. But that that's the thing, right? The how many great blocks were in that uh mm. that to my Zunino, right yeah. who's a great blocking catcher that was just great defense that could have saved that probably saved two runs right first one gets away for gary sanchez it goes all the way back to the backstop now you have a runner third another one goes it, it's a tough situation right they they save that Zunino strikes out uh, on a really tough at bat he really fought hard but strikes out brandon lau gets a nice contact and then dj lemayhew makes a diving sloppy play makes the play and gets one out gets one run and then randy rosarena does not uh does not do it so that's that's the whole game right there right like the yankees get two out of their their inning but not well the rays only get one out of their bases loaded no out and then it kind of settled in from there and i think if you maybe if that goes differently i think cash manages differently i think because it was only one run game i think he's trying to get a little bit more to allow himself a chance to win today and tomorrow and, and knowing himself with the chance to win today, but I think it helps for tomorrow. You know, and, and knowing that their bullpen is so well rested that if you're going to score runs today, most likely it was going to come off of Jordan Montgomery. If you're going to score a, right. a large number of runs. So and, not and saying that, that that should dictate how he manages the game or the pitching staff, but we're starting to look at the game. And you're like, we're most likely statistically, we are most likely to be playing tomorrow. We need our a bullpen tomorrow. And I, I don't know. I'm not going to lose sleep over, over his decisions tonight. I'm just not. G- game flow dictates a lot of those choices. Process should definitely be the thing, though. I think we can absolutely de- debate, and it's very fair to debate those choices, right? Leaving Yarbrough in, leaving Thompson in, not using the able pen to get Thompson out of that mess. Going to, to Yarbrough and not Sledgers. I thought that was something I would have chosen, but like it worked out really well. So I think you can absolutely debate the process here today. Totally. Um but I think it is interesting. It's it's the full picture, right? Like so tomorrow, 
it's it's all on tomorrow. It's it's everything there. Everybody's going. We already heard Glass now is going to come back in. Snell is going to pitch something to maybe tomorrow. Maybe Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. Maybe the old man. This is this is it for him. And then, but you also, but really, the big key is you have Diego Castillo who can go two. You have Fairbanks who can go one, maybe two. You have Nick Anderson who could maybe really can go two. He can do <laughs> Liam Hendricks maybe and just pitch forever. <laughs> Nick uh, Anderson, start him tomorrow. Let's go. Let's just let him ride. Let him uh, ride. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess here's the thing, right? Rate for Rays fans. This was a tough game, but going into tomorrow, it's Garrett Cole, but on short rest. He hasn't done that all this year. Last year, Justin Verlander, and then he came back short rest in the trop, and that was not the same Justin Verlander. It was not no, it every was fastball, not. every slide. This was not the same. And they absolutely ate him up. So Garrett Cole is a tough pitcher. He's one of the best, maybe the best pitcher on the planet. But is he still Garrett Cole on four days rest? Or is he maybe B plus Garrett Cole? And B plus Garrett Cole can bleed and that can be a win. And, and I think the question is for tomorrow, and this is probably our longest instant reaction podcast we've done yet. How long will Aaron Boone let Garrett Cole go, his $324 million man that apparently today Garrett Cole said, just give me the ball. How long is he going to leave him out there, even if the Rays start to pick up steam against him? Because you know Kevin Cash isn't going to let Blake Snell out, leave Blake Snell out there for too long. You know he's not going to do that with Tyler Glass now. He's not going to do that with any of his guys. But Aaron Boone might try to push it one extra inning with Garrett Cole. He's done it in the regular season. You know damn well he's going to try to do it in Game 5, a winner-go-home game. That, I think, could be the biggest edge the Rays have tomorrow night against a guy like Garrett Cole. Um, just got to hope they, they they make it happen. So, any final thoughts? No? Uh, Wendell. Joey Almost Wendell. had the best web gem of the series. Yeah. Is... In the first inning. And the little one hop was not snagged by Choi. But gosh, in the first inning when Wendell made that stop and throw, I was like, wow. I, I know when healthy, Yandy Diaz played a pretty good third base this year. But Joey Wendell, you've got to really start looking at him as the third baseman on this team going forward with how well he's done, both at the plate and on the field. So, yeah, amazing stuff from him. Almost had that play. But that is going to do it for our instant reaction podcast on the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series. Thank you to Danny and Darby for hopping on. Well, it's game five tomorrow night. Rays, Yankees, uh, Garrett Cole versus the Stable. And uh, it's going to be a fun one. So if you want all of these episodes downloaded directly to your device every single morning after a Rays playoff game, let's hope there are many more. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. And make sure to head on over to DRaysBay.com to check out all the great postseason coverage uh, for this Rays playoff run. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Someone give Brendan Lau some applesauce.